Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. check and see if you can hear me okay here of course i can hear you with my weird guitar super cool dude thought i heard some hangar 18 coming in there for a oh, second oh that uh <laughs> i could only play a little bit though yeah yeah exactly will probably slap me Dude, that sounds amazing. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Mike, Mike's good. All right. Yeah. Cool. We can hear you. Good. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm always glad to be here. That's awesome. Uh, so, guys, we're we're doing an acoustic guitar workshop for you. And uh, thanks for being here. Please leave your comments uh, in the old chat box. Tell us where you're from, what you want to learn, if you've got any questions, all of that stuff. Um, Steve, why don't we start with that interesting guitar you got there, man? Sure. Um, I bought this a while back. Um, it's a Yamaha and it's called a silent guitar. And basically what I was looking for was I have this, well, I have a couple of really great acoustic guitars that I use for, for various things, but it's not always easy to record with them because number one, when I do my recordings, like what we're doing right now, um, I don't ever mic anything. Everything for me is run direct other than my vocal mic, which is sitting up here. It's a shotgun mic. Um, everything I do guitar wise is all run direct. That way I don't have to worry about noise interference and micing things. I just, for me, for my workflow, the easier everything is, the better. So when I sit down in my studio to record, I just want to turn things on and go. And with an acoustic guitar, sometimes what happens is that I get so much bleed through through my shotgun mic that it, it just sounds, and I'm not saying that this is, this is the perfect solution. It's just a solution that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this guitar, I don't get any bleed through because there's no body. So what's happened is Yamaha uh, emulated the sound, recorded and emulated the sound of both a, a, a body of an acoustic guitar and then the piezo pickup, I should say, and then a mic'd pickup or a mic'd uh, sound. And so I've got a blend knob here that I can change the sound of either the body of the guitar or if I want it to sound a little more mic'd. And then I can add a little bit of reverb or delay or whatever it might be. Um, so when I'm sending it to you, Dan, and everybody else that's watching right now, of course, YouTube compresses videos and audio anyway over the top of what we already do, right? But at least when I play... going to hear something that sounds a little bit closer to an actual acoustic sound without it getting picked up on my shotgun mic and getting all that kind of weird bleed through. Now that doesn't mean I don't still use my Martin for recordings because of course I do because I love to play it. Um, but you, you'll have to let me know. You out there, Dan, you know, anybody, let me know what you think about the sound of it because that's really my goal is trying to find the best way of getting the sound out. You know, I've, I use Hughes and Kettner and Kemper stuff and all that for my electric stuff. And I've got that pretty dialed in. 
But acoustic is still kind of a kind of an anomaly for me. Really? Yeah, trying to find just the right tone, you know, really getting it to come through on a on a video. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's essentially an electric guitar. Yeah. But it has uh because there's yeah. no body. I just noticed there's actually no wood. <laughs> there's yeah. no top yeah. or anything. Yeah. So, and these pop off. So you can actually, you know, put it in a small case and travel wherever you want with it. Um, so, yeah. So there's, there's no resonance out here in my studio when I play to get picked up by anything else. Other than obviously the sound of the strings, just like if you were playing an electric and you didn't have it plugged in. Right. right. But from there i can decide what kind of sound i want with the uh the buttons on here and then just send it direct into my video and then i don't have to worry about trying to run you know any plugins or anything like that which is always a resource hog on my computer because the other thing is is i'm running multiple cameras i'm running you know various software to send out so i have to and again i don't want to get long-winded here but but it, so I, I'm trying to get the best of both worlds and still get a really nice acoustic sound. It looks weird. People go, wow, that's that's freaky. But it actually feels quite nice because it has a pick guard too. You know how a lot of us will, uh, let me touch this over here. You know how we'll kind of grab on when we play, like some of us will? Mm -hmm. like finger pick or if you're, yeah. I can still brace my hand down. still do my normal things so you don't even really notice that the body isn't there unless of course you're trying to do body taps or something like that that isn't going to work so. it's a very cool instrument man yeah, it's interesting um, and it wasn't very yeah. expensive i think it was i think it was like six hundred dollars or something like that and i did i traded in a couple things and, and worked out a deal and here we are yeah very cool yeah so, dude, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, we should probably tell people who the heck we are in case they don't know. <laughs> oh, that might be good, yeah. <laughs> we just assume, like, oh, no, assume nothing. So, uh, I'm Dan Denley, founder of Guitar Zoom, and this is my good friend, Steve Stein. And he probably needs no introduction, but he's our chief guitarist in residence at Guitar Zoom. And, uh, if you have not seen all of his stuff on YouTube, you probably should check that out. I think there's over, I don't know, as well over a thousand videos across three different YouTube channels. Yeah, we have a lot of them. I, I would yeah. be, be willing to bet there's probably more than 1,500 videos at this point. Is it? Okay. Bet. Yeah. So guys, if you haven't subscribed to that, you'll definitely want to do that if you are a, a guitar fanatic uh, like Steve and I. And you can check out Steve, just you Google Steve Stein, you can search on Steve Stein uh, on YouTube. Steve Stein, his channel will pop up for you. You can subscribe there and make sure you hit the old notification button so you'll get notices when we do these live events. There's also the Guitar Zoom channel, which has a ton of videos. Um, and we do our best to try to not duplicate videos across these channels, so there's a really good reason to be subscribed to both. Uh, although on these live streams, they do go out to, to both, I believe. That's right. The regular and, videos don't, though. Those are all different, but... Yep. And also, there's the Guitar Songs channel. So if you want to check that out, that's all about just learning how to play, you know, just kind of chug through some basic songs. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this uh, series here called the Acoustic Guitar Workshop for you guys. And so if you're interested in guitar or acoustic guitar, you should definitely check this out, subscribe, and uh, keep watching. Let us know if you have any comments, questions, um, 
in the old chat box or the comments, wherever you happen to be watching this. And if you would like to learn uh, to do a deep dive into acoustic guitar, you might want to check out Steve's acoustic guitar course. It's called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein. And it's available. I love how we come up with these amazing names. Yeah, no kidding. It's available at guitarzoom.com, guys. All right. So today, we thanks for walking us through your um, your guitar, man. That thing is super cool. I've never seen anything like that, actually. Yeah. Um, and by the way, this is not a sponsored video. So if you guys are into Yamaha, go buy one. We make yeah, no money just, off of that. <laughs> I just find whatever seems like it's going to do the job, and that's what I use. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking before we kind of got started here. The first thing we're going to talk about today, guys, is dynamics, which is essentially playing loud, playing soft, your attack, whether it's aggressive or um, whether it's kind of a soft attack, the type of pick you're using, the thickness of that pick, um, you know, how much you're digging into strings or not. So that's kind of the topic for today, guys, is dynamics. And acoustic guitar really lends itself to being able to do that because it's obviously it's an acoustic instrument. So um, Steve, I'll let you take it from there, buddy. Yeah, basically, you know, it's not like this is a really complex discussion we're going to have today. And we're going to keep it fairly short so we don't bore you to death. But um, the most important thing is, is understanding that any instrument in the guitar world, certainly acoustic versus electric has so much capability of being dynamic. Now, don't get me wrong, electric certainly can too. But the thing about acoustic is that you can, you know, you can go from just bare minimum. You just have a wide variety of sound there. And sometimes we forget about that because we're, we're on a certain path in our brain. You know, we're working on a strumming pattern or working on a chord progression or, you know, whatever it might be. And we forget about dynamics. And what I've always talked to people about when it comes to dynamics is think about watching the ocean. If you've ever seen the ocean before, it's very mesmerizing. Like if you just sit and watch because it's unpredictable, like sometimes the waves are big and sometimes they're small and sometimes they're fast and sometimes they're little. And it just, it's just kind of at the mercy of the universe, right? So we can't sit and predict that kind of thing. And the nice thing about dynamics is when you play dynamically, and that has to mean something to you, there's no you know, certain pattern that you can use. It's more engaging to a listener because it's more interesting. It sounds more human. Like when I talk, right? When I talk, naturally, I'm going to talk with different elements of dynamic, right? Sometimes I'm going to talk a lot. Sometimes I'm going to talk a little loud, soft, that sort of thing. And so when you're playing, like if we just take a look at some chords, like let's just say I was going from uh, A minor, right? And I'm thinking about like, I'm going to move to a G in my, in, in my chord progression here. So I'm thinking about moving from here. So a dynamic, what I'm thinking about is trying to play loud and soft, but then I'm also trying to think dynamics to me also means space. Like dynamics is just anything that's kind of opposing sides, really. So as I'm playing, I'm thinking about trying to leave space too. So I'm not just going... Now, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what the song is supposed to do to drive the song, that's perfectly fine. 
But if every song sounded like that, it might get a little monotonous after a while. Or if you were performing by yourself, like that's the other great thing about acoustic guitar is there's just so many amazing players out there that do solo acoustic performances. And when you watch them and you listen to them, you're going to notice that they use a lot of this, what I'm talking about, dynamics mm -hmm. uh, in their playing, right? So if, you, if I do that again, and again, I'm not trying to bore you, but if I go back and forth between A minor... if I'm building somewhere, let's say I'm building. There's just so many really cool things that you can do. And for me, when you enter that kind of state of mind where you're really thinking about how things sound and how they feel, now you're not really, you know, in the space of how fast you can play or how many scales you know or how much theory you know. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that stuff. It's all important. I'm just saying this is a place that oftentimes we find ourselves lacking in when we play because we're so busy building blocks in our head because we're humans right so we're always trying to you know escalate all these different things and elevate these things that are in our mind and our ability and i think that's wonderful but come back here sometimes and really start thinking about uh playing dynamically even if it's electric it doesn't matter what it is um now again if i'm playing a slayer tune which yes i do play i'm not it, it's not going to be as dynamic that's not the point of it or the dynamics certainly aren't coming from the guitar it might be coming from the drums or the singer or whatever mm -hmm. but we're focusing on acoustic on acoustic guitar excuse me right now and that's the beauty that's the number one thing for me that i love about acoustic guitar is that i have so much more of a spectrum of dynamics right. than i do when i'm when i'm playing electric super cool guys if you're just not joining us we're we're in the middle of a uh of our guitar uh, acoustic guitar workshop. Steve's walking us through dynamics in this particular video, playing loud and soft, your different attack. I want to ask you a question about that, Steve. Sure. Um, <clears throat> guys, if you're, if you're into this, you might want to check out Steve's acoustic guitar course at guitarzoom.com. It's titled acoustic guitar by Steve Stein. And, uh, if you want to learn that, uh, it's lots of videos. It's a super deep dive into everything acoustic, and it starts at the beginning, um, and it goes through holding your guitar and um, picking and strumming patterns and chords and bar chords and open string patterns and finger picking. It's like an all-inclusive thing. It's called Acoustic Guitar, and it's available at guitarzoom.com. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. 
And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. So here's a question I have for you. Um, what are you thinking when you're going through, you know, when you're just walking us through that, those patterns at the A minor and the G, like what's your mindset? Are you thinking, are you targeting specific strings? Because it, it seems like you were, no, you were hitting like some low notes and then some high notes, but you weren't like strumming every string all the way down. You were doing downstrokes and upstrokes. You know, Is there I a certain thing you're kind of no, going for? I, I think... I think once you've been playing for a long time, you don't really think a lot about those things anymore. I, I might think m like m more or less, right? Um, so as I'm strumming, you know, I, if I'm if I'm playing A minor and I'm I'm again, there's always an element of dynamic. Just understanding that. So this question is is a bit more of like what would I be thinking about when I'm playing? As I get more aggressive, I'm going to play more because I can fatten up the sound by playing more strings, obviously. Um, and when I'm getting more quiet, um, I might consider playing less strings or single strings. You see? So, um, you know, we're, we've got a couple more discussions we're going to be doing about different things too. But when I'm picking, whether it's finger picking or flat picking, um, you know, I, I've been doing this for so long that I don't really think about the patterns necessarily. And it doesn't always work out. I mean, there are times I'm playing that my, what my brain is sending to my fingers isn't exactly what I probably wanted, but that's the way it goes. Right. Uh, but when I'm playing, Like there's just certain kinds of picking patterns that I'm accustomed to playing when I'm playing stuff. So I would use some of those kind of picking things in uh, contrast, again, a dynamic kind of contrast, if you will, to the strumming. Now it's got a little different feel because now I'm more conscious about playing some picking things along with it, right? And again, mm -hmm. that's where the sort of complexity thing in your brain starts is, well, how, how complex can I make my picking and my strumming at the same time? Where sometimes you just want simple. Like there are times that I do performances uh, with my daughter. She'll sing and I'll play. And I've, you know, when you, when you perform with people, you know, as a career, you learn that there are times you want to be upfront, you want to be the spotlight, and there are times that you want to move back and not be the spotlight. So when I do my performances with her, my job is to try and make sure I'm as far back as possible because I'm already kind of a type A person that people know. So mm -hmm. my job is to not step on her toes. She's a wonderful singer and she's got her own presence. So a lot of times when I'm playing songs, I very much am in the mindset of less is more because I'm trying to give her space. Unless I'm driving a certain part of that song or I need to lead her somewhere in that song, then I might 
kind of take the reins a little bit and play a little bit more or a little more aggressively to lead her where she needs to go. Mm -hmm. Often, little trick. Oftentimes, when we're playing, if I'm if I'm in a in kind of an instrumental section and her part is coming up, I don't want her to have to count all these measures in between. I want her to feel like a drummer does. I want her to feel when to come back. So I might be playing and I go. And that sets her up and she goes, oh, okay, here we go. Because she knows I'll do that. Just like a drummer, a really good drummer will always give you the, a certain fill that says, here we go, here we come back. So you don't have to sit and count all the time. You can just kind of uh, trust the people that you're performing with. Yeah. I think that's one of the great things about music is that it really, it's almost hard to describe how you know certain things. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, a lot of it is intuition. And that's why, again, I always encourage people to, you know, it's okay if the rest of your life is spent just practicing by yourself and playing along with jam tracks or, you know, Spotify or whatever. That's perfectly fine. But there's something really wonderful about being able to do jams with other human beings, you know, it's not like my life started off doing great gigs with great players. You know, usually it's a garage with a, like I remember being like 16 and the, I lived in it. I grew up in a trailer court and this drummer who had to have been 10 years older than me at somewhere around there lived in the trailer court as well. He would bring his drum kit over on Sundays and um, it was just me and him and it was just loud and you couldn't hear anything and it was a mess. And the cops would sometimes show up because it was so loud you know because we lived in a trailer house um and it was just chaos but it was fun it was it was absolutely a blast and it set me up as the precursor for getting together with other musicians and then learning how well you don't just have to be loud like yes loud is fun but you know sometimes you have to have sort of a you know you can hear a singer and you can hear a drummer and all these things happen along the way you know yeah I would highly encourage people to to get involved with other folks and play because you're going to learn so much just by picking up tips and tricks and stuff from people who are, are in different areas of their, you know, different paths and different journeys in their guitar playing. Well, and that brings up another thing too. Acoustic guitar, that's what's so great about acoustic guitar is you grab your guitar and you go. Like I have lots of students out there in the world that they send me photos of them jamming. Like they'll get together on a Sunday and three guitar players or four guitar players will get together in somebody's living room and they're all playing together. And, um, you know, it's not just a contest. Like it's just learning how to play along with people, learning how to anticipate chord changes. And like the strumming thing I'm talking about right now, like you listen to people and you respond. Cause it's not like you're all strumming exactly the same strumming patterns. That's another misconception is oftentimes you're just given a tempo and now once the the you know main musician for that particular song starts playing because that person might lead the song you know that's another thing is when you're playing with other musicians you don't always know who's going to lead like sometimes the drummer leads sometimes the singer leads it all sometimes a song might have four different leaders within it because different parts require different people and when i say leader i don't mean the most important person i mean the person that's that everybody's kind of following at that moment and uh, acoustic is great for that because, you know, somebody might start playing and you're listening and you go, oh, okay, so I don't need to step on that person's toes. I need to, to add something. What's missing from there that I can add in? And maybe it's just a subtle little, you know, they're already playing A minor, so I don't, I don't want to play that. I want to look for something else. So I might look for 
a different kind of sound maybe that I want to add into that. Right, so I'm looking for something else. And I just add in something subtle while they're going. And I go. Right? Or whatever it might be. I mean, again, that might be a weird voicing for you, but I'm just saying, you just find different things and you go, okay, so now we've got layers going on. It's not a contest. It's actually just adding elements that all make something more cohesive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, uh, guys, if you're like, well, wait a minute, how do he know how to play that chord? Because he knows his chords and he knows his theory and he knows well, that if you're playing thing. a A minor, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's only certain chords. All these things for sure. It does. Uh, which is the whole reason that Steve created acoustic guitar, uh, the, the course for you. So if you want to learn like all of this stuff, deep dive, uh, you can check out the course at guitar zoom. Um, so Steve, I'm curious when you're like, I was listening to you play, you're, you're picking some things, you're strumming some things, you are, uh, playing loud, you're playing soft, aggressively, not so aggressively. Mm -hmm. And you're not really cognitively thinking about, I need to do this picking pattern on these strings at that time. Like, how did you get to the point where you could have so much freedom? Like, what 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 are the steps? Oh, if someone's gosh. watching this, like, well, it's just how, how do they get to that? If that's their destination, if they want to be you able know, to do that, it, it, it's all about comfort. Like everything is about comfort, just like anything else in life. It doesn't make it doesn't matter if you're if you're a wonderful cook. You know, it's mm -hmm. um, you know, if, uh, my wife and I last night somebody was grilling outside and it just it smelled amazing. I I can't grill to save my life, but so it, everything's about building a comfort zone, regardless of what it is that you you want to learn how to do, and that comfort comes from uh, from practice, from immense amount of practice, but then also application. Like it, it can't just be practice, like performance. And when I say performance, I don't just mean in front of an audience getting paid. I mean, it could be anything, you know, jamming with other people, but some sort of human interaction is really for me, the second step of that practice is putting things into application. So when you learn how to do something on, on the guitar, you know, whether you learn like, you know, I've learned a, a trillion songs. And so there's, you know, there's just so many different little scraps of things that I've learned from different songs and obviously not just songs, lessons and all, you know, just all kinds of different things. But you try and pick out the things that you think are most interesting and kind of pertinent to who you are and the way you play. The, the problem with guitar playing is it's so easy to get off track constantly because you're like, I want to do that and I want to do that. You know, it's like a five-year-old going, I want to be a spaceman, but I want to be a, you know, a veterinarian and all this stuff. <laughs> You know, and, and I do it too. I'm I'm almost 50 years old and I still do that. But I've got more ability to to rein myself back and go, wait, 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 wait. Okay, really think of who, who you are and what you can do instead of reinventing yourself every single day and then you wind up with nothing. You know, it's like it's like a gardener who tills every day. So you plant seeds and then the next day you go out and till it again. And then the next day you plant seeds and then you till it again. Nothing's ever going to grow. So the trick is, is trying to find little things that you listen to or you hear or you see and you go, wow, that's really cool. I think that's something that I could use in my playing. And you You're looking for inspiration. Thing. Yeah. And you add that thing and you don't only just practice it, you, you apply it. So if you learn a, a new chord sound, 
right? Whatever it might be. Like I remember the first time learning how to play an F chord that sounded like this. So I could go for my A minor, then go like this. Okay, that made sense. Like just playing F like this, it's not like I could play F like that in any situation. But moving from the A minor to the F, man, that sounded cool and it felt cool. And it was just something that I knew I could use. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what if I went from A minor? Because now I'm keeping that A minor kind of shape. You know what I mean? Just yeah. and you just explore it. Now again, I I play a lot of metal and all kinds of different things, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy this kind of thing because this is just a very raw musical situation where it's just me. You know, it isn't drums and bass and all these things. It's just me kind of thinking about how it sounds and how it feels when I play it. Mm. Man, that is such a beautiful uh, little chord progression that you had there. And to me, it's just like the most simple thing, like three chords. You could just play that and like write an entire song based on those three chords. Well, think about yeah. it. Like, and again, we're going to be doing something on creative chords coming up here in our workshop. But, you know, I always think about like... You know, like Led Zeppelin-y sounds or... You know, Needle in the Damage Dunnish kind of things. Like with those moving bass lines and stuff, I've always just loved the sound of those. You know, so I love to add that stuff in my, in my playing. Super cool. Yeah. Guys, as you can tell, this uh, instrument is super simple to play uh, or as complicated as you would like to make it. And you don't have to be uh, a super musician to have a lot of fun on your guitar. But I will say this, the better you are, the more fun it is to play. That's right. And the more you retain that information, stop trying to compete with everybody else on the planet and just figure out what works best for you and keep keep building that garden you know what i mean so to speak mm, it's it's yeah. not trying to have the 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 you know you that that's just the hardest thing about guitars there's just so many different places you can go so dan's absolutely right you got to find what works best for you not just what your neighbor thinks you should be doing with your guitar but what you think you should be doing on your journey you know yeah one thing I, i'm really uh i think that's a unique that's worth mentioning about the acoustic guitar course uh that steve's created for you is unlike a lot of the other courses that Steve has available, um, this is not something that you need to start at the beginning and go all the way through, like in a systematic way. Like music theory, like the music theory masterclass, for example, uh, that's one that would probably be a good idea to start at the beginning and go straight through that thing. You don't have to, but the acoustic course um, is something that you legitimately you could be like, oh, I just want to learn finger picking. Let me jump to that section. 
I just want to learn like these open chords that he was playing. I want to learn these strumming patterns. And you can just jump right to that and you can bounce back to the other stuff if you want. That's a, And so to me, that's a really fun way to learn because you just, you have access to everything, the entire course, and you can just jump to the thing you're most interested in. And don't worry about slogging through video after video after video. Just go to the thing that you're most interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Cool. So where do we go from here, my friend? Oh, I think that's enough for today. That's that's enough to uh, to talk about dynamics and obviously some other things that we talked about too. Just again, giving somebody, you know, giving anybody who's viewing this another perspective on how to think about your playing, your place in music, you know, why you're playing guitar in the first place. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's enough. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank all of you for being here. Thank you for your comments, your chat. Um, do appreciate you, Steve and I just were amazed when anybody shows up and watches anything that we have to say. <laughs> we're just trying to help folks here. So, uh, hey guys, if you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe and you uh, click the old notification button. And if you know someone that could possibly um, benefit from this, you could share it with them. That would be pretty cool. Uh, if you're interested in continuing with us on this acoustic guitar workshop, make sure that you get um, subscribed and notify so we can uh, announce to you when the next live session is going to happen. We're recording these for you uh, right now. They'll be available for you on the YouTube channels. And uh, if you are interested in going deep dive into acoustic, you may want to check out Acoustic Guitar. New course by Steve Stein, available at guitarzoom.com. Steve, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for being here. I'm looking forward to the next session. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about jamming on a single string. Jamming with a single string. Jamming with a single string. (laughs) I knew something didn't quite sound right about that. It's like just one string, jam on that one string all the way up and down the neck. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So how do we jam uh, with a single string? Well, a lot of times what people do is that they'll make backing tracks, right? Or they'll, they'll, they'll have backing tracks, which are wonderful. But what you can do is you can just use a single string, for instance, as your, uh, as your pitch of relation to try and explore a scale or a chord or a chord progression or whatever it might be. So, Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.